Hey, hey, what's happening, Ward Wrestling Live? Uh, uh, we are here again, and uh, uh, don't mind if I stutter, a little nervous. I got another uh, unbelievable legend on here. I just, I'm just absolutely honored. It's a uh, two-time Olympian, uh, Olympic silver medalist, world bronze and silver medals, Pan Am gold, uh, three-time NCAA champ, four-time All-American at Iowa, four-time Big Ten champ, College career of 162, nine and one. That doesn't suck. Head coach, uh, high school was a three-time state champ, 102, six and one. And he spent uh, 25 years as the head coach at Powerhouse Wisconsin. It's uh, Coach Barry Davis. Uh, just an absolute honor to have you on, sir. Welcome. Hey, well, thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I appreciate you. Uh, hitting me back. Not a lot of people call back. So thank you so much. I do appreciate it. And uh, uh, man, first of all, talk about these crazy times. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy time for our country. We got to adjust. We got to adapt just like you do in a sport in wrestling. You got to make changes in your, in your wrestling and your style. So it's no different here. You, you got to adapt to the situation and strive on to be the best you can be positive attitude, positive mindset, and, and just move forward. Absolutely. And uh, I know that uh, you're involved in a lot of things right now. Uh, you've got your nutrition company, right, that you're big involved in. And then I, I, I always see on, on Facebook, I always see you with all this Gable Gold stuff. So maybe uh, maybe talk before I get into some of my questions, go ahead and talk about your, your nutrition company, your Gable Gold. Let us know what's going on in your life. Yeah, I retired from Wisconsin and... Um, I work for a company called Silverstar Nutrition, all natural protein company. You've got bugs from a weight gainer to um, medium growth, gut health, to a vegan product, endurance product. We have a multiple uh, variety of uh, proteins. Again, we take a whole foods approach to our company, and it's all natural. And we just signed on Coach Dan Gable, former Hawkeye coach, probably the greatest coach of all time in any sport. We make his product now, and uh, you can find us at silverstarnutrition.com. Take a look at it. Look at the protein. Look at what we have to offer. I think um, you enjoy every part that we have. And, um, again, we're all about giving athletes an edge, anybody an edge, whole foods approach, whole food ingredients with our products. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. And I know you're doing some things with Dan. You spoke about it before we went on. Um, other than uh, I did watch a video where you did state that uh, he's afraid to wrestle you. <laughs> yeah, I that now, but uh, I didn't say that at the time when I was in the room with him. Actually, <laughs> what? I'm glad I never did wrestle the guy because I see when he did the Randy Lewis and Eddie Bannock, whoo, it was the best of the best. But um, yeah, we, we still get along really well. We, we joke a lot. I spend a lot of time with him. Great coach, great mentor. He's still someone I look, I look up to each and every day and um, couldn't find a better individual to be around. Yeah, you know, I spoke to um, Mr. Klingman that used to be the director of, yeah. of the Dan Gable uh, Museum and all that stuff. And, and he said that I've met, uh, he says he's met uh, Mr. Gable so many times, but every time he meets him, he's more in awe of him because he just continues to surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. And uh, he's definitely a motivator. That's for sure. 
he's always looking to find an edge in everything he does and, and um, it's nothing but, but the best. And he wants to be around the best too. So he's, every time you see him, he's got a new, something new to motivate you as an individual and that's a great thing. A little bit of Gable gold inside you every day is a good thing. <laughs> I like it, I like it. So um, I, I tried to read a little bit up on you and, uh, and get some, some research and I, I saw that uh, Somebody when you were younger that really meant a lot to you was Coach Jim Kimball, uh, right. your high school coach, I believe, and your youth coach. And uh, man, talk about what he meant to you and uh, and, and through your through your life and your wrestling career. Well, I had two coaches. One was Ron James, uh, and then uh, Coach Kimball was the assistant. And then my senior year, Coach Kimball was the head coach. I still take in touch with both gentlemen, but just great guys, great motivators. Um, when I went from high school to college, the workouts weren't much the same. I mean, about, about the same, because again, when we trained in high school, it's almost the same way we trained at Iowa. Just, you know, higher level of competition, but the, the work ethic, the mindset, the level of intensity was pretty high. And at one time at Iowa, we had seven kids from my high school team in the Iowa wrestling room at one time training. Wow, so so you really already had that experience. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say that. What was the transition like going from? No, that's one of my questions. Going from high school wrestling to the best college wrestling team in the country at the time, with uh, you know arguably the greatest wrestler of all time in your corner. Uh, what was it like to? Uh, were you in awe, or was it like just business as usual? Well, I mean, Lenny Zaleski. Um... One of my high school teammates and college teammates um, attended Iowa. So like when I was a freshman, I believe Lenny was a senior in, um, in high school. And he was down at Iowa. And he had another brother named Jimmy Zaleski, who was a year ahead of me, three-time national champion. And then Larry Zaleski in the same grade. So Lenny went down there, set the pace for everybody else at Prairie High School. So knowing Lenny, and he came back to our room and worked out a couple of times you know, during Christmas break. And then Jimmy went down there and had a chance to go watch those guys compete, watch those guys wrestle, be around those guys. So they set the tone of everything else. So by going down, I feel like I was right, right back at home again in the Prairie High School room. But it's just a different level of athletes you know, with a higher intensity level. And um, went from state champs to, to all American national champions and Olympians. So um, you know, the, the, the workout... I want to say pace, but the mindset was the same at high school in the college, but just a different, a lot higher level of competition just had to rise to the occasion. But the Lusky boys set the pace for everybody else, and we just kind of followed those guys. Wow, and uh, you obviously had a great high school career, three-time state champ, uh, not too many losses there. You transitioned into Iowa, and, and man, what a career there. Uh, three national titles. Uh, Man, talk talk about your time at Iowa, what it meant to you, and and obviously you've created a lifetime of relationships. You're still, you and Gable are still hanging together. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was uh, I had a great time. College was, was a lot of fun for me as an athlete. Got the chance to again just compete at the college level, being around some great individuals, um, guys that are highly motivated, and guys that want to win at the highest level, at the Olympic level. Randy Lewis, Ed Bennett, Lou Bennett, they're all Olympic champions in 84. I had a chance to be their 
their teammates on that team. So at that time, 84, 40% of the guys on that team came from Iowa. Wow. So um, yeah, great group of guys. I took us a lot of great friendships from those guys as well, too. We talk a lot. I get a chance now to go watch, you know, Coach Brands and Terry and, and uh, Tom both coach at the college level. I still tend some of their doing me signed in Iowa City. You know, I'm forced up to go back in the room and they let me come in the room and watch practice and be part of a you know ongoing history at in the University of Iowa. So yeah, we're a pretty tight-knit group. Uh, you know, we're always pointing each other to win and be the best they can be. And Iowa made a great run last year. Hope they can make another great run this year, which I think they will. Yeah, they're definitely uh, reloading. They've got some studs coming in the room. Uh, yeah. Good to see. I had uh, I had Brettley Reyna on, who's uh, who's coming your way at, at Iowa. And I had Mr. Lugo on, who obviously we know what he's doing. He's uh, lighting the world on fire. And uh, so a couple of Florida boys up there at the, at the highest level. So uh, good to see that. And um, I mean, what would you tell um, young men today about being prepared for the transition from, you know, high school to college? Well, you know, you, you got to get prepared that you're not going to be the best guy in the room right away. So if things may not go your way right away, it may have not like, you know, be able to win every crossing practice or be a score like you want to, but it's time to adjust and adapt and to continue to um, come with the right mindset, willing to learn, put yourself in different situations, to learn those situations and grow from it. You learn to adapt. And um, maybe, you know, this is your best step to a single, but maybe find different ways to get to the, like I said, just one or two ways, maybe find four or five ways to get to it and different ways to finish. So it's all about adjustments and spending time in the room outside of practice, you know, figuring out how to, how to finish a single leg or double leg or get off the bottom. So take what you take what you have right now, your foundation, and expand off of that, and just continue to build. Ask questions, um, put yourself in situations to learn. If you're working with somebody, what am I what am I missing here on this on this setup or on this finish here? So if they're your teammates, they're they're your family, so you got to ask questions and do that, and learn and seek advice. But uh, recover the right way, take care of your body, because again, it's a higher level higher intensity. So make sure you spend time taking care of that body and recovering the right way because that's very important. That body's got to hold up. You're up now you're wrestling men. So just boys, you're wrestling men every day. And um, learn to enjoy it. Learn to um, adapt to it, but um, accept the challenge and work your way through it because your time will come. So but uh, let's keep that mindset, you know, I got to learn, become better and you learn something that way. You're, you're growing and having fun. And um, you get a little bit frustrated. That's okay. That's going to happen. But just continue on that, that mindset and goals that you have in the sport and, and grow from there. All right. Great advice. And um, uh, you obviously took that advice yourself. You had a great college career. You know, so you, you got to experience, you were a two-time Olympian. Uh, you got to go off to the Olympics and enjoy that experience. Mm -hmm. I had... Um, um, I had Dennis Hall on. Oh yeah, good friend. We talk all the time. Yeah, and, uh, 
man, the intensity when he started talking about the, <laughs> the Olympics, man, uh, and especially that match where he got the silver medal and Kazakhstan, and the Kazakhstan guy got him. And man, the intensity just through the computer. I was like, wow, this guy's something. Um, <laughs> you talk to Dennis Hall, you can feel the intensity. Can't you? The guy so has, he still brings it. Oh man, he was like, I could have killed that guy when I saw him throw up that Kazakhstan flag. <laughs> he's like, well, here's the thing though. That's what made Dennis who he is. And that's who he is to this day. He hasn't changed. He, he strives for... Um, perfection you know he wants the best of everybody and it's a standard he lives by and i love that standard uh, yeah it was it was uh, it was definitely a, a, an honor to speak with him but uh i mean he, he told me about his experience and i'd love to hear hear yours he, he had mentioned you know initially uh getting to the olympics the first time he was like business as usual until he saw that until he saw that torch lit and then he said he broke out in sweats he was like oh man i'm really here well, my story, you know, your goal was being an Olympian, being an Olympic champion, all those things. But I realized things are different when we went out for the Grand March. I mean, we, you know, the opening open ceremonies, you walk out in, in L.A. Stadium there, and look around, you got 100,000 people in the stands. You're marching with all these other countries. You're the last country to go in because you're the host country. It's like, wow, this is unbelievable. You got the greatest mall of the world here in one Coliseum on TV worldwide with 100,000 people in the stands. You got movie stars to actors, and it's wow, this is this is totally unreal. But um, when that was done, you know, and uh, all that closed up, and then Olympics started, we just kind of back at the um, task at hand. What was and it? Was it your first? Was it your first Olympics or your second that you medaled? First. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, talk about it. Well, in fact, we sit in the Olympic Village at the time. And um, I, think it was, I, know, I think it might have been the UCLA campus. So in the swimming pool was right outside there, inside the village. So we watched, watched the Olympic swimming on TV go on. We turned the, the TV volume down, opened the windows, you can hear all the people screaming. It's just right outside. You can just look at the window. There they are right there. We're like, I don't know how many floors up, maybe 10 or 12 floors up, up in the uh, dorm that we could see. Swimming pool right there. Hear the noise, everything going on. We're watching it live, but no volume. Open the window. We could hear everything right there. We didn't even know, we didn't know noise on the TV. That's so, so cool. You, you're walking around. You're seeing people like you know, um, Mary Lou Retton and gymnastics team, the swimming team. You see people from all over the world, former athletes, track athletes, um, weightlifters. You're seeing the best of the best walk around like Olympic village. Like, hey, this is just a normal thing. That's pretty so cool, you, huh? You got to rub shoulders with the best people in the world for two weeks in the Olympic village. So, man, tell us about that final match. Oof. I still <laughs> talk about to this day. Yeah, you know, Dennis told me the same thing. So he said, after that match, you could have taken my silver medal and thrown it in the garbage. I didn't really care. He said, but today, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to look at. <laughs> no, you know, you're right. Because, you know, you, you strive for the gold because that's what you want. That's what you work for and train for. At the time, you're like, you know, you just, you just, got, you just got a major loss at the, at, you know, trying to be the best of the best at the Olympic level. You know, you, you get a medal, what, 10 minutes when you get done. 
you're not thinking about silver medal. You're thinking about, man, what, what can you get differently in this match? And um, yeah, that's what you're thinking about. But now as time goes on, you think, you know what? You know, you took second in Olympic Games and, and I took second in the world once, third in the world once. So a pretty good career and a chance to travel the world and compete with the best of the best. And, um, you know, I would have like been one step higher, but it just didn't happen. But I can look back and get, you know what? Had a great career, had a chance to travel around the world at no cost, competing against the best athletes ever. And um, it was a great time. But yeah, he's, you know, I, I think about that loss maybe once every four years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure at the time, you probably felt the same way uh, Co Coach Hall did, uh, but I'm sure now you look back and go, wow, that was pretty cool. Uh, silver medal in the Olympics doesn't suck. Yeah, well, eh, <laughs> it doesn't, but you, you, still, you still feel a little bit of that sting. But here's the thing, though. This year, they gave me one extra year to think about it because it wasn't 2020. That was 2021. So, you know, I got a bonus. I get, I get to wait five years now before I think about it again. It's fun. You know, when I, when I talked to coach, uh, I talked to coach, uh, the Virginia Tech coach, Jared Frere, and um, the assistant over there. And, and yep. he said that, you know, he went to the Olympic at Olympics as a starter one year, but he said it was the, the best time he had was going as an alternate because he didn't really have to focus on that. And he got the ability to go watch the gymnastics and go watch the swimming, yeah. go watch the basketball take selfies with those guys. And uh, he really got to experience being there as an Olympian on the alternate side was, uh, was really fun. So uh, it was cool. It's cool to hear the stories because it's amazing athletes at your level. Um, even the younger ones like, uh, you know, Spencer Lee or Yanni or even the high school state champions mm -hmm. I'm talking to this year. And, and you ask them that memorable match and it's never a match they won. It's always that one match that they were like, man, that, that guy beat me and it made me do this different. And that, or that guy beat me and it made me do this different. And uh, I, I really have had yet to someone go, well, my most memorable moment was that and I won it. It's always that athlete mentality where they're like, you know, I was always chasing that guy and he was kicking my butt and, and I got better to beat him. Well, I think, you know, it's just, like, it's, you know, like sometimes your losses stand up more than your wins do. But again, I, I can, you know, I get, you know, three world medals out of five times, or I guess six world medals out of three world medals, let me see, four world medals out of six competitions. So actually junior worlds, you can say seven, you see one, two, uh, five medals out of what, seven competitions. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. But again, you gotta look back and see, you know, I was very fortunate to be, you know, one of 10 guys on Olympic team every four years. So it's, it's kind of a kind of a neat thing to say that you're an Olympian or Olympic medalist. Not too many people can say that. But again, a lot of great memories. I'm proud of what I did. And um, again, yeah, it'd be nice to have the gold medal, but that doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's bronze, silver or gold, that doesn't um, make who I am as a person in my day-to-day -day life, okay? I mean, you can be a gold medalist, but not have a bad attitude or not treat people right. But it's all about um, what are you doing in your day-to-day -day life to make others better? And that's why I, that's why I look at things. My awesome. job is to make 
people around me better each and every day. If I'm doing that, I'm doing the right things. So the matter if I was an Olympic champion, similar bronze medalist, as long as I'm making people around me better every day, giving them opportunity to be successful in their life, I feel I'm doing a lot of great things right there. That's awesome. Well, uh, tell us about uh, your, your, you spent 25 years at Wisconsin coaching yeah. there, uh, doing a lot of big things. Um, you know, tell us about your coaching career, your experience there. And, and I, I know, uh, uh, you know, I know you're, you're down deep in the core, you're Iowa, uh, but you got to bleed some red and white there spending 25 years at Wisconsin. Oh yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'm always going to be a Hawkeye through and through. Um, born and raised a Hawkeye 20 miles down the road. You know, that's where I wrestled and, and set my, um, you know, my groundwork there as a college athlete. A lot, of, a lot of great teammates, but yeah, had a great time at Wisconsin, coached a lot of really good guys. Uh, great, I mean, a lot of, you know, got coached a lot of great young men that I still don't stay in touch with today. I still live in Wisconsin. My, my daughters were born in Wisconsin. And I'm a volunteer coach down at a place called New Lisbon, New Lisbon High School. Ooh. So, um, yeah, I'm still um, in touch with those guys. Like, Coach Gibbs was in touch with me. I still text those guys, let them know I love them, care for them, how things are going. I'm always here for you. So I had a chance to compete at Iowa, go to Iowa, then a chance to go somewhere else. And uh, University of Wisconsin, coach there, and coach a bunch of, a lot of great athletes, hopefully change their lives in a positive way. That's awesome. Uh, coach uh, Bud Hennenbaugh said, thanks for having Barry on. So uh, another guy put the arm muscles up like, Real good. Uh, so, you know, before I get into my my little 10 question thing I do, uh, I, I want to ask you, we, we had uh, we had Lee Kemp on and people kept mentioning this whole Mount Rushmore of wrestling thing. So I want to ask you that uh, who's on that Mount Rushmore? Uh, it, it's two ways you can look at it, college or internationally. Hmm. Now, I, I can look at two different ways. All right. So let's say internationally first. Internationally, you got to go with Gable for sure. Even though he's a World Championship champion one time, I think he could compete again for another up to 76, even up to 80 and still and still won. So you got you to go Gable, John Smith, Jordan Burles. Um, Tom Brands. You know, you, you could say... You can say other guys like Eddie Bank, Lou Banick, Lewis. You know, you got Kenny Money. The other guys, it might. I say, I say, Money was there too because he won multiple titles as well too. And Dave Schultz. I mean, there's a number of guys you can put on there. So how many? How many are you looking for? <laughs> hey, the four is good. What about what about collegiately? Well, uh, collegiately, you got to go with the four timers. Um, I, I, you still got to go with Gable. Kale Sanderson, you know, Pat Smith, Dake. Um, I see. I see the kid in Ohio, Siebert. That's pretty cool. Nope. So multiple guys there too. So it's awesome. So I uh, know Lee Kemp. You, you know what? About this Kyle Snyder? He won an Olympic champion in a World Cup Wyoming College. I mean, he, even though he didn't win it four times. You know, he was on top of the scene in the world while stealing cow. That's pretty good. Yeah, where would you put uh, Lee Kemp and Dennis Hall on those lists? 
Um, Top 10? You, you could put Lee Kemp on Mount Rushmore because, again, he was the best of the best. I mean, being a chance to wrestle in 80, you could put him on there. You know, Lewis would have competed in, in 80. You could maybe put him on there as well, too. You know, Dennis Hall in the Greco world. How many world champions are in Greco in the U.S.? Maybe three? He's one of them. And an Olympic bronze, I mean, silver medal? Come on. Olympic Mount Rushmore, Dennis Hall is right there. That's awesome, man. I, it's so it's so cool. I, I never imagined from my first show, April 6th, to now I'm sitting here talking to guys like you and Lee Kemp and Dennis Hall and Jared Fry. I mean, it's just incredible to me. Uh, I'm so honored to to have someone like you on. And, man, I, I just appreciate you taking the time out. I know, you know, I, I'm – I'm not flow wrestling or anything like that. I'm just a guy trying to get the voice heard so that to have a guy like you on, I'm just absolutely honored. Well, I do my own show called Barry's Buzz. On, it's, you go to silverstarnutrition.com. We're, we're covering Gables 21 straight conference championships. Talking to multi-athletes about, you know, all the way from 77 to 97, like Chuck Yagler, Randy Lewis, Eddie Bannock, Dwayne Goldman, Heffernan, a lot of the Iowa guys about his career. So what you're doing is this, you're giving back to the sport, educating kids throughout the country because of your show, give them the chance to understand, you know, what's at a higher level, you know, what it does for you from a discipline point of view, how it cares in your, in your lifestyle, in your academics and in your personal life and how important it is to work with other people to make them be a good teammate. So yeah, you do a lot of great things. So I appreciate what you're doing and we're all going to be forward track wrestling, but the key is getting the word out, giving kids opportunity to say, hey, you know what? You can achieve this level as well, too. And if you're a wrestler, you're a special individual because it takes, you got to be smart to wrestle because it's a thinking man's sport. But let's do this. I tell kids this. If you're a wrestler at a high school, and some kids have problems in high school, they go to the to the office, get disciplined by the, by the principal. This is what you want the principal to say. Hey, young man, you know what we need to do? You need to join the wrestling team because you know what? Those guys get done on the mat, in the classroom. They've got good character, good work ethic, good leadership. Hang out with the wrestlers. Not the football team, basketball team, baseball team, but with the wrestlers. That's what we need. We need our sport to be the leader in high school because Anybody get the job done a weekend. I totally agree with you. And that that's something that why I fell in love over the last two, two years with the sport and, and why I started this. And, um, you know, we'll see where it ends up. I don't know if I can sustain for a day as, as wrestling opens up again here. Ooh, a lot. Um, but I, if, if I can at least do one or two, that'll be enough right now. I'm still got four for the rest of the week. So, um, uh, I'm hanging in there, but, uh, I've got some of my little 10 questions. Are you ready? All right. Beer brats or Wisconsin sausage? Uh, I don't drink beer at all, but I like brats. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. Iowa chops or Iowa tenderloin? Ooh, got to go to the pork chops, man. Love them. Got to do that for sure. Or butter. on that stuff now. Come on. Yeah, butter chicken or Cornish pastries? Okay, go to the chicken, buddy. Love it. Scotcharoos or Dutch letters? Ooh. 
Skatteroos. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kringles or cream puffs? Kringles. What are Kringles? I don't. It's some dessert in Wisconsin. Kringles. Or mm -hmm. Iowa. I don't know. I didn't think of Kringles. Cream puffs. No, I'm not sure what a Kringle is. I have to probably go with the cream puff. How's that? Yeah, I like cream puffs too. How about this? You know what I really go for? Uh, there's a place called. Uh, let me see. The bakery in Madison called uh, Lane's Bakery. Oh yeah, I'll just do this. I'll go Lane's Bakery in Madison. Donuts. Man, Perfect. Let's do that. Lane's Bakery. Okay. Give Lane's Bakery a shout out. I like it. Iowa City or Cedar Rapids? Well, I would. Cedar is my hometown. Iowa City is where I competed. So let's say. Um, I got to go to my hometown first because that's where I grew up, went to high school, and uh, that's where my family is. So, one in one A. How's that? I, I like it. So, the Harley or the Circus Museum? Oh, got to go Harley, buddy. I, I used to have a motorcycle in college. Uh, I used to drive a Honda. Which one of the Harley? But um, maybe someday I might get one. But uh, there you go. Maybe just a around on, but not. And be really careful there. <laughs> All right, let's see, what do I have here? Oh, more prestigious, the 32 or the Fargo? Probably gonna go Fargo, I think. Well, you know what, 32 is big, but um, I think Fargo brackets are bigger. And um, I never won, well, 32 wasn't around when I competed and I never won Fargo, but I, I would say Fargo. Fargo was in Iowa City or something when you used to be, yeah. But again, thirty Super Thirty Two is is folk style. But you know, we all are some folk style, but freestyle is a little bit different. And again, that's that's the the sport. Uh, freestyle is the sport of the you know the Olympic Games. So I'm thinking Olympic Games, World Championships. I'm thinking freestyle Fargo. So I got to go Fargo. I like it. Cheese curds or beer cheese soup. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink beer, so um, I don't even have, I don't, I don't, I maybe, maybe had like, I would have been in Wisconsin like 20-some years, <laughs> maybe had like three total cheeseburgers, I think, ever. So oh. I, I would, I couldn't tell you. I think most people would go, it's probably 50-50 in Wisconsin. So <laughs> They like that cheese. So hey, how about this? The best uh, of the best. Say it again. 20 Next season, NCAA, you take an Iowa or the field? Uh, I'm not going to go with Iowa right now. But you, again, you don't know. You, you got to stay healthy. Um, guys got to rise to the occasion. Coach Bush had a great year this year. I think they were the team to beat. But he would say, hey, you know what? You still got to have the NCAAs and, and prove yourself. I think with the guys they got coming back, the depth they have, I think the team to beat as well, too. But again, Brands wouldn't say that. Brands say, all right, guys, we got a job to do. It's going to be the train. Get better each and every day. But um, I, I got to go with the Hawks right now. Uh, so quick, uh, two quick questions before, before we jump off. Uh, if NCAA wasn't canceled this year, does Pat Lugo win it all? Well, I think he's the, was the number one guy. I think that, uh, you know, he was a, a great season. I know the Kim Ohio State gave a little bit of problems that way. He adjusted to that in the Big Tens. I think he, I think with the experience he's had and his mindset and uh, matches he went through, I think he was totally prepared to win.
Nice. And I, then I, I, I would I would have picked Lugo. I would have picked Lugo anyway. I think I can't be against the Hawks, but um, I think Lugo was. Um, I think he had. A, I think he was ready here all the way around. Yeah. And it showed the adjustment he made in the Big Ten Finals. I still think you know his mindset. He still make adjustments in the NCAs. So like confidence wise, skill wise, like he he was going to be the man to beat. Yeah, and and I asked him, and he said, "In my mind, I want it all. I was ready yep, to go for sure." And uh, uh, the young man Spencer Lee, how how good is he? And and yeah. what's the what's the future for him? What are we going to see in the future? Right now, Spencer Lee is just rolling through his weight class, dominating everybody at one twenty five. I think the guy gets better every year. You can tell he just loves the sport. Uh, it's getting better all the time because he's creating that distance on his opponents. Uh, I think that scene is high for him. And look what he did. Not wasn't free stuff for how long. But that qualifying term, look what he did there. So um, he seems to rise to the occasion and adapt to every situation he's put in. Comes out on top. So um, I think he's got a bright future. But again, I, I think he's, again, Type of guy that was looking to get better. He makes his teammates around him better all the time. Was looking to learn. But when he competes, you can tell he really enjoys the sport. And uh, I think he puts everything with the right personality, right attitude. So yeah, I wish that guy the best. He'd be one of the all-time greats. And right now, the intensity's got to be high in that room, huh? When you go in there, those guys got to be going at it. Well, you know, you got, you know, Tom Brands, Olympic champ, world champ, two, Terry Brands, two-time world champion. You know, I think I think they bring the intensity into the room. The guys just rise to the occasion. But um, I think when we were the, at that time in college, we just thought we just we didn't even think about it. We just thought about how we're going to get better each and every day, and had a job to do and a show to put on, and making sure we're preparing, preparing for everything that was thrown at us. I don't think they think about I got this guy in my room or also this guy. Hey, there are teammates looking to get everybody better, making everybody better. We've got a job to do. Is this that, you know, we're just normal thing for them. Yeah, they definitely got some studs and they got some studs coming. So I look yeah. forward to seeing what they do next year. And um, again, Coach Davis, an absolute honor to meet you. Thank you so much for coming well, on. Um, thank you. Appreciate you replying, reaching out to me, giving me the phone call uh, uh, and, uh, and just, Thanks so much for jumping on. It, it was fun. And uh, anybody you'd like to refer to the show or or, or anything, please, uh, I'll message you my my private cell and feel sure. free to jump on Word Wrestling Live and share the video or 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 have uh, the young lady you just had there. She can get on and, mm -hmm. and uh, share it all for you. But again, thank you um, from the bottom of my heart. I'm, I'm honored. Well, hey, you know what? Don't thank me. Thank, I thank you for all that you're doing, getting the word out about our great sport of wrestling. How we need to be leaders in the room, out of the room, in the community, in the classroom, and set us up for everybody else. And you're giving a lot of young kids an opportunity to, you know, talk to some of the greatest wrestlers of all time and learn from them and how they live in their life, what it takes, what it takes to be at this next level, how to go about your daily routine and daily business. So um, I was gonna say hey, thanks to you and what you're doing. So keep it going, okay, Wade? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, you have a great day and, uh, you know, keep continuing to kick life's butt. Plan on doing it. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. See you.